Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Hello and welcome to another episode of Leads to the Max or whatever. I am your host, Brian Andesian Espinosa, and joined with me, as always, is my right hand guy Friday, the number one man here on this here network, Mr. Eric Watkins. How you doing oh, oh. tonight? Okay, number one, I'm a bit sleepy. Number two, did you know that these fuckers went ahead and added the option for background music? And number three, I know what you do with your right hand. No, thank you. I'll be your man Friday, but the, 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 no, let, let's stop there, okay? Let's stop there. <laughs> well, I can see what kind of mood you're in over there, Mr. Sleepyhead, or uh, should I say a different word instead? Uh, when you're up and down, sleeping and being awake throughout the night, helping someone deal with their self-inflicted carpal tunnel that you tried to warn them about, it's a tricky day. It's, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say it's been a tricky day for all of us, right? Like, I don't know. It's just, there's, it's something weird. It's, there's either something weird in the air or weird in the water. Well, it better not be in the water because I'm drinking it. I don't want a fat pizza moment like what happened at that one episode in season two, okay? That, that, let, let, let's not go there. I'm not ready for that. And yes, uh... I have been binging that and, I will say, as you mentioned on Friday's show, you're absolutely right. I told you you'd enjoy that. <laughs> Am I wrong? Not you're not, you're, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Not usually, no. This this comes from uh, decades of experience. God, how long have I? I've I was introduced to fat pizza. What? Six, seven years ago? Sounds about right. Yeah, because it was around the time when the movie came out. Now, granted, I still have a ways to go because it was back in it was back in the TE days. So and that was like big oaks. So yeah, it's gotta be like seven, eight years ago is when I got introduced to that. Oh yeah, because you had the original series, the movie world oh no i i caught it after it was like i didn't know that there was a movie or anything um i had a friend of mine from australia that i used to game with on a public minecraft server um and he he taught me he, he told me about it and i'm like okay i'll check it out it sounds funny and just i got hooked or uh, to, to, to use a, a a phrase, you know, used often on the show. I'm sucked in, mate. 
Oh, so yeah, that's been taking up a good bit of my time and, and a good bit more with how far I have to go, especially with the World Pizza Series and, as you mentioned, Pizza Live and then Fat Pizza back in business. Which Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me know when you get to that because I'm going to tell you now you need a VPN. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. If you don't have a VPN, I think I can hook you up because I just recently, like, I'm not even kidding, like over the weekend, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I could finally watch uh, Back in Business because I still hadn't, like, it's been out since like 2019, like right as the right at the height of the fucking, like right when COVID started, right? Because I know they have episodes on YouTube, but... Which they, I, if they have you, if they have episodes on YouTube, I'm shocked. Like I've only been able to find trailers. Oh yeah, but I've I've seven seen. seven mate has um has the episodes online on their website. Um, the only problem is you have to be like on quote unquote Canadian or not Canadian. Wow, Australian. Um. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? Close enough. They're both commonwealths of the queen, okay? That's about the only sacrament. That's the only... But... It... You can't tell me I'm wrong. That's, That's the, the only... You can't tell me I'm wrong. That is the only similarity between those two. That's I don't know why it. I said Canadian. Yeah, he, he, you. I'm me. I'm tired too. Okay, I'm I'm I should be drinking an energy drink, but I don't want to be up all night. Well, well I'm probably going to be up all night anyways. Well, I'm probably so, going to have to be up all night because there's an early doctor's appointment tomorrow. But that's where Dunkin' Donuts and uh, espresso rum come in handy for when I get that before I eventually go to sleep. Espresso rum sounds pretty good, actually. Got a shot of it as part of my haul for Christmas. But anyways, um, well, let's let's get the introduction out of the way here. We can go back to talking about uh, fat pizza here. Uh, my name is Brian Andesian Espinosa. You're listening to another episode of League to the Max or whatever. As you can see, we've already started off very heavy on the whatever this week. Uh, you're listening and or watching us live here on the W2M network. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where we are this week, Eric, since it changes from week to week? Well, luckily, we are live on Facebook, facebook.com slash W2M network. We are live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash W2M net. And since everything appears to be back in order, we are live on the network Twitter, twitter.com slash W2M network. I am very glad to hear that the network Twitter has been fixed. Not that it was broken to begin with, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the uh, embargo that StreamYard put on the network Twitter for some unknown reason has been lifted, so we're good to go. Was that was that StreamYard that did that? Do we know? Like, do we know what 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 has caused that? Or is well, it, it was it was some sort of error between StreamYard and not recognizing the network Twitter specifically. But since we had to make a couple of tweaks to the network Twitter, once we made those tweaks, everything was all well and good. So for the last couple of weeks, the network Twitter and StreamYard have been cooperating again. 
Whereas for our personal Twitters and other show Twitters, they've always been okay. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that we have the network Twitter fixed because I know that was like the big thing was we were going live out on the network Twitter and for a while that wasn't happening. So, well, between that and then your other thing that you've also got going on, which now may or may not be done by the end of the month. Oh, it'll still be done by the end of the month. I've just, I'll be frankly honest with you. I've just been lazy. Oh, okay. At least you're honest. That is a like boring, monotonous kind of thing. And I just have not been in the mentality to do something boring and monotonous lately, especially given all the stuff going on personally. Understandable. Because as, as what I have been doing lately has been boring and monotonous in and of itself. Oh, I've been down that road a couple of times. So, yeah. But anyways, our stream deck has an update available. It just got, like, ear blasted from a Windows ping. Thank you very much, Windows. Um, our lead-in story for League for this week, I, I talked about this last week, right? I said, they're going to fucking remove this 100%. What did they do today? This is like breaking news. What did they do today? They removed it. It's gone. Bye-bye. Yes, the Chemtech Drake is gone. And thank fuck for that, in the words of Gordon Ramsay. I they're going to rework it. It'll probably come back at, at the mid season, right? Like that's my current guess. Um, if I, if I had to, uh, if I had to take a wager, right. Uh, I'd say they're probably going to come back mid season with some sort of reworked iteration of it. But for now, it's a wager you say. Oh yeah. Here we go. Hashtag bet on Bavada 21 beats. Oh, hold on. I burped. Let's do that again. Take two. <laughs> oh, so it's a wager, you say? Yes. Hashtag bet on Bavada. 21 beats 21. God damn it. Follow all local state gambling laws. I can get to that easier now. Did you finally import that into League to the Max? Um, okay. About that. <laughs> Funny little story there. Did you accidentally delete League to the Max and have to recreate it? I'd less accidentally delete, more like because of lack of certain stuff, never created it to begin with. So what the hell were we, have we been using this whole time? Um, Blank stuff and just, just the, some of the aspects from video games to the Max just without the logo. Ooh, candidates. Yeah, um, as you can see, Google knows some of the things that I search. I was for. gonna say, like, and of course, the site was being a dick, and it's like, hey, you may want to disable your ad blocker. So there's that. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, first of all, not having an ad blocker in 2022, and then second of all, what the hell? That was random. Okay, um, 
You know how chewing tobacco operates, right? Uh, yeah. Canna dips is like that, except instead of tobacco, it's cannabis. They have it. They have it in both CBD and THC varieties. Again, interesting. I am. I am mildly intrigued. As am I. That and also the chewable mint that also acts in a similar way to the chewing tobacco. Again, I am I am definitely mildly uh mildly yeah, mildly yeah. interested. I can send you some links off air if you remind me. I I will try to do that. All right. But yes, uh back back to business here. Chemtech Drake is gone. Uh if I was a betting man, I would bet on it returning in the mid-season update. Even though Riot has said they're trying to get away from massive mid-season updates, um, we'll we'll see how that works out for them, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's gone. I'm glad it's gone. It was just like I I mentioned how League is getting too snowbally, right? This was like the penultimate of. Here you go. Here's your your snowball victory condition. Like win the game. I don't like things that mess with vision, and I don't like things that make the game even more snowbally than it already is. Right? I think we need less snowball mechanics in league, not more. Um. So the fact that this is. The fact that they actually listened to feedback and, and acted on it and have removed, as I accidentally banged my webcam there, um, and removed the Chemtech Drake, I'm very happy about, right? Um, I think they are legitimately going to adjust it. Like, they're going to figure out something to do with it uh, and then bring it back. But for the time being... Yeah, I'm glad it's gone. Um, especially with what they said in their statement about um, it may take, to, and I quote, may take time to do right. Definitely don't expect it back before midseason. Uh, and they honestly haven't even confirmed whether or not it's going to come back, period, right? Mm -hmm. um, if they can't make it work, and I, to be honest with you, I don't think they can. I don't think they can make something. Like, I don't know what their original theme for this was, right? Like, I don't know what the original concept behind the Chemtech Drake was supposed to be. So I can't really say that it won't come back ever, but if the iteration of the Chemtech Drake that we saw in the game during preseason and up through the first couple of weeks of regular season, uh, I guess arguably you could just say the first month of regular season, um, I don't think that that is a concept that can be reworked so that it's less, well, frankly, bullshitty. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Dot esports uh, is reported on. Everybody's reporting on this. I just couldn't find the. Uh, I saw it on Twitter via Dot esports. I couldn't find the. Uh, even though they're now that I see the tweet there, I, I didn't find the riot article at first. But yeah, there. I'm glad that it's. Uh, I'm glad that Riot is actually listening to changes or to feedback and making changes immediately these days as well. It kind of shows Riot's progress as a game company. Like we've we've all seen it in the past where something gets introduced into League and it's just stupidly broken or busted or bugged or whatever. And it takes them, you know, months beyond months before they even address it, much less actually act on it. So step in the right direction is, is where I'm going with that. Um, so moving on in news, uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the lock-in standings. Um, I unfortunately due to uh, personal matters did not get to see any of the lock-in tournament this weekend um i believe they are in the bracket stages now um actually i think they already did quarterfinals if i'm correct uh yes they already did the quarterfinals this past weekend i mean if you're gonna fake background music i can go ahead and use this as a testing ground for some of the stuff that's been added what is it generic background music or like you can set a youtube video to be background music generic background music oh Uh, yeah, so right now, uh, we're at, I'm going to assume that this, yeah, this weekend is going to be semifinals and finals. Um, Friday and Saturday are going to be the semifinals. The finals will be on Sunday. Uh, right now we have Dignitas and Team Liquid, uh, will be going head to head on one side of the bracket. And then Evil Geniuses and Cloud9 are going head-to-head on the other side of the bracket. Um, Based on what I have heard, and this is mostly on what I've heard and like the first week of knock-in action, right? Because I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't like this tournament. It is a no-stakes, do-nothing tournament. Um it i i'm not a fan of it right i and on top of that it's not full rosters right if i wanted to watch academy i would watch academy and i'm not really a huge fan of academy play and this is kind of like the weird i can't call it an all-star game right although it almost feels like an all-star game um It's like you have some folks from Academy who are like, you know, subbing in and then you have the, you know, main starters and it's just a weird amalgamation of just it's a mess, right? We've talked about this before. This tournament is a mess. 
I'm not a fan of it. I'm part of that has is, is kind of driven my viewership against it. It's like, well, I do have this other more important stuff I have to do. I'm not going to postpone it or do it later just so I can watch lock in. Um, I'm, I don't know what the viewership numbers look like for the lock in tournament, but I can't expect them to be very good. Um, but based on what I've heard, right out of the teams that we, we have remaining, um, I am not surprised at all whatsoever. If the finals for this thing is C nine versus team liquid, right. Even with the, um, Academy substitutions and, uh, player swapping going on on both of these teams, it would not surprise me at all whatsoever to see both of those teams advance to the finals. Um, as you were showing in that Dextero or that, sorry, not that Dextero, the, uh, the dot esports article right after the Chemtech Drake there, uh, Bjergsen is current, the current KDA leader among the starting players in lock-in. Um, this doesn't surprise anybody, or at least it shouldn't. Um, Bjergsen is a top player. Okay, sure, he's you know he was off of his 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 game for a while, but uh, clearly the rust has not settled in uh, for him. But at the same time, this isn't a, I guess in football terms, a term would or really in any other sports, the term would be strength of schedule, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're not seeing Bjergsen getting the full strength of schedule test against him. Right? Like, he's not going up against all of these teams that have fielded their full rosters, you know, and not, you know, half-peppered with academy temps, for lack of a better term. Um... But yes, as you can see there on, on the screen, uh, for those of you watching or for those of you listening, I will read it off here. He has a 19.7 KDA through the entire tournament so far, 18 kills, 41 assists, and three deaths, according to Oracle's Elixir. Um, so yeah, none of these stats surprising at all whatsoever. Um we will definitely have to see what happens in the lockout tournament. Um, again, this is one of those glory things. Um, this reminds me a lot of the old ESL tournaments, right? Uh, the old IEM tournaments, the old ESL tournaments. This is a cash tournament. That's all this is. This is not, you know, international standings, prestige, anything like that. This is just flat out. Okay, duke it out. Winner gets 150 grand. Like straight up. There isn't even a third or second place consolation or any like this is not a, a split prize pool or anything. It's okay, duke it out. Winner gets 150 grand. Um and the nice thing that Riot is doing, I will, I, I do have to say, um, the winning team also gets an extra 50K for the charity of their choice. 
So, so there's at least a little bit of a nice gesture that can come out of it. Yeah, there's a there's a nice something there. Um, but yeah, no, there's like I said, it's just it's a mess, right? Um, like for example, like I mean, we talked about it before. Golden Guardians is playing with their is played their academy roster. TSM played their academy roster. Uh, Cloud Nine partly played their academy roster. They don't even have LS in the U.S. yet, is my understanding, um, because they have Max Waldo uh, coaching right now. Um, the team so. We have the, and then there's also the team liquid problem of them, you know, swapping in and out players because import rules and core JJ hasn't been able to get his green card yet. Um, so yeah, no, it's like I said, this tournament is a mess. I'm not a fan of it. Um, if they did this as a like middle of the season thing, like a one week or two weekend middle of the season thing with some sort of imp, like actual, like, you know, international implication or even a domestic impl implication, right? Like guaranteed buy into the playoffs or something, right? Um, then I could see this tournament having a lot more value and, you know, it'd be a lot more enticing to the viewership and to people to watch and for teams to want to take seriously and, and, and participate in. But... but at the same time, though, you want to create a balance. You want to have some sort of meaning to it beyond superficiality. However, as you noted yourself, because of the timing and because of the full, the lack of full strength in this tournament, if you have teams that really can't have their first string out there, so to speak, you don't want something too significant in LCS to be decided purely based on this. I'm not saying that the, this tournament at this time for those kind of stakes, right? Like I'm saying, maybe you take this away from the beginning of the, the season as like a preseason thing. And you move it to the, like the middle of spring split, right? Mm -hmm. And you do something like that. Like, you know, give them, give them something meaningful to fight over and not just Hey, it's your preseason. You're mandatorily obligated to play this shit. And if you don't have players too bad, use your academy team. Now that the way that you're presenting it like that, it does make a bit more sense. I can get on board. Because that's exactly what's going on here. This is effectively preseason that you're mandatorily obligated to play. And if you don't have your players, find somebody. Use your academy players. You know, that's that's what you have them there for. And you know, partly, um, uh, you know, that's that's where you're at. You can't really sign like one day. There is no one day contracts in league, like you know, say for hockey, if a you know had emergency goalie kind of thing. Ah, the e-bug. Well, yeah, yeah I. You don't, we don't have that in league, but 
I think there's like a super rare circumstance. There are very super rare circumstances that that's allowed, and it's usually only for worlds. In fact, there's an entire subset of rules for worlds exactly for that scenario. Um, in the event that uh, a player can't make it or whatever um, due to issues beyond the team or uh, LEC's control, or not LEC, but um, I said that because they were in Europe last year uh, for Worlds, um, beyond Riot's control, then a substitute player from that from that regu- from that team's region right so if it's a north american player it has to be another north american player um can be lent on a temporary contract to that team for the duration of worlds so like how some tournaments do for players who have already been eliminated but are hanging around you can go to other teams to kind of finish the tournament. Kind of like in Sevens Rugby in some cases. Uh, in some cases, yeah, but it, this is more of a, like, legitimate, like, last option of last resort thing, right? Yeah, well, it, it, it's like that I think, there, too, I think it but... happened. I think it happened once last year, and it was for um one of the play-in region teams they couldn't get the visa or something like that in time um so we saw a another player from a much bigger named team in that region uh come in to substitute because i know they had to explain that during the broadcast during the play-in stage uh, of, hey, wait a minute, this person isn't on this team. What the hell are they doing playing here? Uh, and they had to explain that rule set and how that works. But, my, but circling around to my point, though, this the lock-in tournament, something's got to be done, right? Like, it's not... I don't feel like it's very entertaining League of Legends. Like, not... I, I want to see preseason games, right? But not under the guise of a tournament. Like, just just do a couple of, like, there's, what, 10, 10 uh, teams in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're already doing a month of preseason. Why can't we just do a month of preseason without the tournament and just have everybody scrim each other, right? On air. It's like, hey, this is week one of preseason, and week one of preseason, we've got, you know, Team Liquid versus Cloud9 and CLG versus Dignitas and Golden Guardians versus EG, right? Just like, you know, three games of preseason. I should, you know, uh, you, you can do the you do the math, but I'm sure you can figure out how many games it'll take for everybody to play each other once in a preseason mode, right? Because I think Riot will go up to five games a day, four to five games a day. So for 10 teams, you would need a single round robin. Effectively, yeah. So if my math is right, 45 games. Okay, if they're going to do... If they want to do that in four weeks, that's what? So 45 games in four... Four weeks, you would only need 
about 11 games a week, and then one week you would have 12. Okay, so 12 divided by 3 is 4. Yeah, you could make that work in a month. Mm-hmm. You do you do three day weekends, which I know that's not something that Riot wants to do. They're trying to downsize to two day weekends, which is I see professional complaints about this coming, especially given what especially what we saw at Worlds last year. Mm -hmm. I see a repeat of this happening at MSI, and a repeat of this happening at Worlds again. Um. Yeah, no. I, I think you could do a one-month preseason with the single round robin and get everybody to play each other once in you know three, four game broadcast days, mm -hmm. three days a weekend, and that would be good League of Legends, right? Because then the teams are not pressured of okay, this is a must do or die situation. There's money on the line. We got to throw in our academy roster. This is like quite literally, this is, okay, if a team wants to start their academy roster, sure. If they want to mix and match the players, sure, right? But we're not, excuse me, we are not like going to critically look at them with the, you know, like tournament critical thinking or critical analysis. That's what I'm looking for. Um to determine how well these teams are doing, right? We're going to look at them like we would look at them, or at least we should look at them like we would look at teams in the preseason for any traditional sport, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Jacksonville, for example, playing Tebow a couple of times in the preseason to see if he's going to be a good fit or not. <laughs> yeah, we all know how that ended up. But, I mean, you see the example I'm making, though. Right. No, I entirely get it. And even if you wanted to map out the broadcast days, it would basically be 443, 443, 443, 444. There you go. And you're done. There you go. Or you do it backwards. You do a 4-4-4 on the very first day of, of league coming back. Yeah, and then, four, 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 and then the rest is your four, four, threes. And that extra four, and that extra game, that first day is a rematch between your two, your your champion and your 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 second placer from summer. Mm-hmm. Which is usually what it is, anyways. Yeah. So it's not that hard to map out just sitting here and working out the logistics and like i said if the teams don't want to field their full rosters or they can't or whatever you know hey that's okay that's a thing if they go to riot and say hey we don't have our players yet we can't play this game then okay riot goes on air and says hey you know these guys are not you know Golden Guardians is not playing because their team is not fully assembled in the U.S. yet. And then they just drop the game count needed. Mm-hmm. 
rather than, you know, force teams to play with incomplete rosters or academy rosters or things like that. Like, I think a legitimate preseason, as opposed to this knock lock-in tournament preseason crap, I think would benefit the ecosystem and the seasons a lot better than they are now. I don't know. Maybe that's too hot of a take, but... I honestly don't think so. I mean, no hotter than something else that I would have thought about or even considered like say scrapping something like that altogether you're providing an appropriate environment you're giving the fans content and you're letting them know hey this is what it is everybody can kind of fine-tune and in that sort of a situation everyone can win yeah and that's that's really what it it comes down to right is like I don't really think these teams are winning by having to, you know, by having their hand forced into this tournament. Because mm-hmm. this is four weeks of time that these teams could be, you know, and I talked about this before, uh, but this is four weeks of time that these tournament, that these teams could be, you know, spent scrimming uh, each other and other teams internationally if they wanted to. Um Instead of, you know, spent doing tournament prep. Mm-hmm. Because tournament mode for teams is definitely a lot different than just regular season, right? Or preseason. Yeah. Like tournament, you're, it's, you know, you, you have to, like, if you're taking the tournament seriously, right? You're watching your opponents play, you're watching film or VODs, because, you know, film is kind of old school, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're watching, you're watching film. You're, you know, you, you're coming up with game plans on how to deal with the teams that you're going to be playing next, right? In regular season mode, or if it was just a general preseason, like, you know, do whatever kind of thing, they don't have to sit there and watch VODs and all this other stuff. Um, at least not to the extent that they're doing right now. Obviously they, they, they want to watch some VODs of like, Especially if the players are playing, um, you know, if they're streaming on Twitch, right? They want to sit there and watch the, the, the Twitch streams and Twitch VODs and say, okay, well, he's doing this and he's doing that. So this is something that we might want to expect him to do on stage. Because um, you obviously, like, especially, you know, in, in sports like football, uh, basketball, the guys have tells, right? They have nuances, of you stick them in a particular situation and you can almost expect that that's what they're going to do, right? They may not be easily noticeable. Like you might have to sit there and watch the film a few dozen times to notice it, but they're there. League players are very much the same way. You put them in a particular situation, even if it's a broad one, right? Like it doesn't have to be like a specific, you know, it's not like you're running a quarterback pass and, you know, you know that the 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 halfback's always going to cheat right kind of thing, right? Uh, I'm not talking about that kind of new, like that level of detail, but when you, you stick a league player in a situation, you can reasonably expect them to do the same thing end over end, just like, you know, 
if if quarterback comes under pressure, he's going to step back three steps and kind of cheat right before he passes left kind of thing, you know? Exactly. Kind of, you know how the quarterback is going to roll to the pocket, how to handle weak side versus strong side pressure, who his main checkdowns are. That's just like in league, you know, all right, which lanes are they going to focus in, especially when using these champions? Are they going to rely on their AD carry? Are they going to pull out any special maneuvers? Stop me if I'm getting this analogy wrong. No, no, no. You're pretty much getting this analogy right, but we <laughs> you could go even deeper into that, right? It's like, okay, we got to fight at Baron. Um, they just got, you know, Baron is being contested. Is he going to flash over the wall and try to, you know, smite, steal it? Uh, when is he going to do that? Um, like that's a big one, right? Objective, objective control. If the, if it's possible, if there's vision, you can almost always expect the jungler to, especially if, if you know, his flash is up or he has some sort of mobility thing to get over that wall, you can almost always expect them to go for that steal. You just have to know when specifically they're going to go for that steal, right? Like some junglers will sit there and go, okay, when I see it hit this specific mark, that's when I'm going to make my move. Other junglers will look at the health bar of Baron and be like, okay, it's at 1,100. Now I'm going to flash smite. Or, okay, it's at 1,300. I'm going to flash smite, right? That's the kind of nuance I'm talking about as, as an example. But... You know, in preseason, you have time to do those things is, you know, circling back to my main point. Right. You know, in preseason, you have time to have your coaches, your analysts, you know, your players even sit down and analyze the film to see that the person is going to do that. Right. Like, OK, I'm getting crashed. You know, ra wave is crashing, but I'm getting hard pressured. There's, you know, the jungler is, is coming up the river. Am I going to, is he going to flash backwards? Is he going to try to, re, like, is, does he burn his heel to retreat? Like, you know, what does the support do? When do, the, is the support going to get aggressive? Like, there's there's a lot of things where it's, you know, it's, League is a very situationally dependent game, right? Oh, yes. There's, there's you know, nothing is ever the same twice, but everything is always the same twice kind of thing. Like, just because it isn't exactly the same twice, it doesn't mean that you, you know, it isn't the same similar situation and that you know or you have a general idea of how to react to it. You can get general patterns of behavior and then from there, once you recognize the general patterns of behavior, you can fine-tune the more minutiae. Right. And I can actually, now that it has finally come to me, one of the biggest examples of this is jungling, right? Junglers almost always have a specific set pathing which is the route that they take to clear their jungle at the very beginning of the game right to to maximize their leveling and to be able to get gank pressure onto lanes as soon as possible because games can be won or lost on that first gank mm -hmm. you if you're in a preseason situation right you have more time to study all of the different junglers you can study the camps you can look at film on film on film on film and boy, do we have a lot of film. No, you didn't get that? No, no, that one I didn't. Um, I have to send you a thing now. <laughs> um, who the hell is Mel Kuyper? 
Oh, see, see, I'm not thinking about Mel and his big board this time of year. That's a March and April thing. <laughs> well, seeing as Mel Kuyper just did his first uh, his first fantasy draft like last week. Okay, he does a whole bunch of fantasy drafts. I don't immediately pay attention to him. That's just like I don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I don't pay attention to when he does big boards for those shows either, especially The Bachelor. Although I do appreciate even know he did I didn't even know he did boards for those shows. I do appreciate the man is also uh, of the same mind as me. Bonus points to those ladies who have tattoos. That's a man who understands. But yeah, no, there's circling back around film, right? You have the time to watch film. You have the time to analyze your teams. You you have the time to plan strategies and scrim and, and, you know, do the things that a team needs to do to be successful, right? Yes. <clears throat> In a tournament situation, you don't have the time to do that. You are focused on one thing and one thing only. That is overcoming your next opponent in the tournament so that you can advance. So naturally, what does all of your resources go into doing? Tunnel visioning on that opponent. And what does that end up taking away from in a preseason environment? All of the other important shit. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, that's, that's part of the, the reason why I don't like the lock-in tournament, right? Um, because I think it takes away time that teams can be using to shore up their weaknesses that may not necessarily be a, that, Playing the game may not necessarily fix, right? Because playing the game doesn't fix everything. Right. Like, that's that's a universal truth in every sport. Like, playing the game, it's practice. Yes, it helps. But there are certain things that playing the game does not fix, right? Because if you play the game, you, you tend to play the game the same way every time, right? If you're playing the game wrong and you don't know that you're playing the game wrong, you're just going to continue to to practice and you develop muscle memory or instinct or intuition on the wrong fucking thing. And then it just becomes even harder to undo. You get where I'm going at with this? Oh, yeah, because if you focus on the wrong thing and then all of a sudden what you should have been focused on comes up in a match or deeper on where you have major consequences, you're left twisting in the wind. Oh, yeah. But, uh, like, uh, that's, again, I, I'm not a huge fan of the lock-in tournament. I, I think something, something's got to be done. Um, but uh, it's time for our favorite segment from a couple of weeks ago. And this is where you're like, oh, God, which segment is this? I'm thinking about it, but then if I remember right, I know there was a whole bunch of stuff that you put up tweet-wise a couple of weeks ago. So yep. it may be along those lines. Yep, it's time for Check the Tweets. God, am I going to legitimately have to put a chapter in when this, would I put it up on YouTube? Um, maybe. Let's start with our first tweet. Um, 
the T1 Challenger, a.k.a. Academy Coach. Uh, news out of the LCK. Uh, so news out of Korea. Uh, coach for Coach Roach. Yes, that's his name. Coach Roach. That's what I'm calling him. No, with a name like that, no wonder you're fined three million won. Yeah, he he. Uh, one instance of player tampering. Uh, tweet right underneath that. Roach admitted that he directly contacted a player under contract with inquiries regarding free agency without consulting the player's team in advance. LCK has been able to confirm that Roach did this of his own volition and not via team's action. Uh, so he gets fined and is suspended for four games. Uh, I believe starting in week three because the LCK has already started. Most of the leagues have already started. LCS is pulling this whole tournament thing instead of starting. Um, but we've already had our say on that. Um, the penalty was decided after consideration of the pieces of evidence that the conversation did not continue after receiving confirmation that the player's contract did not end and that there was no other motive behind the initial contact. Um, it sounds like to me, he messaged somebody saying, Hey, are you sticking around with so-and-so got his answer? And that's it. But that action can be considered player tampering because that could influence the player in saying, well, if this coach is, if this coach is approaching me, maybe this team wants to pick me up and maybe I don't renew my contract with the team I'm on. But because it stopped at that one message, that's all they're giving the coach. That's what this reads like to me. I don't know if that's the actual, like, what happened, but knowing the league and knowing how this works, that's uh, what I'm pretty sure happened, right? Mm -hmm. This coach slid into somebody's DMs, and I guarantee you it was somebody's DMs, either on Twitter or Discord, and said, hey, are you sticking with blah, blah, blah team? They said yes, and that was it. That was the end of it. But because either the coach reported it, the player reported it, somebody somebody reported it, um, probably the coach, um, he gets fined $3 million won and gets suspended for four games. But this is Challengers, so it's Academy, so it's the lesser division, team, whatever have you. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, we already talked about the, the lock-ins and, and all that, all those standings. Um, last week we talked about Ari and the, uh, rework, um, that has, uh, been, uh, confirmed. They are sending over some updates to the PBE. Uh, which is basically the public test servers for League. Um, there are certain requirements you have to have in order to be able to make an account there, 
uh, but you can make an account on the public test realm and test a lot of change. Excuse me again. Uh, test a lot of the changes um, before League sends them live. Uh, and not everything that goes on the PBE makes it into live, right? Like if something is just absolutely busted on the PBE, then they don't they don't ship it. So like a beta testing server? It's a beta testing server, yes. That's a, exactly what it is. Uh, public beta environment is actually what it's uh, what it officially stands for. Um, but yeah, they are shipping. Uh, RE, uh, the RE update, uh, to PBE for 12.4, I think, possibly. Um, it may be a while before we, we see the it come out. It could stay on PBE for a couple of patch runs. They may be, they may just do some, some testing, pull it down, tweak on it, send it up again. I don't know, but. Right now, she does have um, some stuff going up onto PBE. Um, so expect to see more information and more updates about the RE rework. Uh, I'm excited. I like Ari. Um, I think she's a good mage champion. Like one of the first mages I learned how to play, like for mid lane. Um, Obviously, it's understandable, like I said last week, why Riot wants to double down and get this done. Um, Ari is definitely a cash cow for cosmetics for League. Um, we explained this last week. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're leaving that at that. Uh, we can talk about this more on Friday on the newest returning uh, returning show to the podcast point of viewer. Oh boy, hell. I forgot how much I missed that show until I did it with the two of you that night. Oh, that yeah. Was, that night was fun. Friday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, expect shenanigans, Especially with what I'm going to talk Respect about. Respect not week. safe for work shenanigans. Like, I feel that actually has to be said. Well, if you go if you go ahead, if you just look at the thumbnail for the episode on YouTube and why it's for the episode on YouTube, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I initially didn't put one because I didn't know what the fuck it was going to have. But uh, Mark Radulich himself approached me. It's like, hey, I can help hook you up with one. What did you talk about? And I was like, okay, then. Let's see here. <sighs> that's that's nice. I'm going to have to go look that up after the show now. Yes. Um, and given what I'm going to be talking about this week, like, oh, I don't know. Some of the reasons why I haven't slept, some of the ideas I've had, some of my craziest recent results on dark Reddit, and why I may be taking a trip up to Georgia. Yeah, stay tuned. Yes, you already are taking a trip up to Georgia in September. A different Dragon Con. A different trip and sooner. Less Atlanta, more Augusta. I'll leave it at that. 
okay. Um. Oh, right. Okay, so I was talking about Ari. We're done talking about, you know, nine-tailed rule 34 fantasy fox of league. Yes, I said that. No, I do not apologize for that. If you have any disagreement or or, or, or don't like what I've had to say, you can direct your hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com. Mr. Hate Mail himself will thank you. Um... In other league-ish related news, um, Team Fight Tactics. I know I've talked about Team Fight Tactics a little bit on on the, the show before. I do like Team Fight Tactics. I find myself playing it more than League these days. Um, but then again, I just think League has gotten too complicated and too toxic. Um, more on that in a special episode. We'll put it at that. That's definitely not going to be a normal night when we do that episode, that's for sure. And there will probably be alcohol involved. You've been warned. Uh, Listener will, base, you have been warned. I will prepare for that because I'm further intrigued. Um, the uh, TFT beta double up, right? So you play uh, with a friend as a duo... Uh, and you guys can send each other items and champions and things, uh, or units. Um, they have doubled down on double up. Um, that's Riot's pun, not mine. Um, and they are making the game mode permanent. Um, they are pretty much doing the same thing that they did to double up as they did with hyper roll. Uh, hyper roll came out for a little while. Everybody loved it enough. It got so much gameplay that it became a permanent game mode. They're going to be doing the same thing with double up. <laughs> um, I have a feeling this is going to be a thing. No, I wasn't going to get a monkey for that one. Um, they are going to be making some improvements for the double up game mode. Uh, they're trying to, they're, one of the big ones is they want to make it so that you can actually have a full four team lobby. Um, right now, if you duo with a friend in double up, you can't like, you know, get eight of your friends together and pick a partner and then go into a TFT lobby. They're looking to change that so that that is a thing that can be done in the future. Um, they're also looking to create a separate ranked ranking system for it. Um, it already has a ranked system, but it's pretty much the same exact system as hyper roll. Uh, they want to make a system that's separate from hyper roll, separate from normal ranked TFT. Um, to, to demonstrate how good you are at TFT with a buddy. Um, and they're also going to be looking to uh, balance the game specifically around double up, just like they have for hyper roll. Um, like how certain champions have interactions that are slightly different in hyper roll as opposed to regular ranked. Um, like one that I know of right off the top of my head is when Shogath eats a unit, uh, instead of him getting one stack in hyper roll, he gets two stacks, so he gets double the bonuses, double mm. the permanent bonuses. 
in hyper roll. Well, hyper roll it, it cuts down the standard game time of a team fight tactics battle by like at least half, right? Where a normal team fight tactics ranked game, if you win, is 45, 40 to 45 minutes, maybe 50. Um, hyper roll is done in 25, like 20 to 25 minutes. Talk about efficiency. Well, they get rid of the um, needing to buy gold to level up. And it's just every three rounds you get a level. Uh, which allows you to unlock the the higher cost, more powerful units, um, and as and on top of that, instead of having a hundred health, you have twenty health, and each loss takes a predetermined amount of health away from you. And the later that the game goes, the more health that you lose. Um, and it gets to one point at like I think it's like uh, stage nine. Or something like that, um, where you can start losing six health around. So basically, how a normal six aside cricket match will work versus a normal eleven aside cricket match. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna... going to explain the differences on this week's point of viewer. I'm, See, I'm this... gonna sit here and nod my head and 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 agree with you. See, this is why. I, you're the one assigning homework for someone for Life is Like a Game Show. This is why I assign you homework. I'm going to make these sorts of references to keep it in my head. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 in TFT world. Um, uh, other than that, we don't, I really don't have that much news in, in uh, League world this week, to be honest with you. So basically, it was check the tweet singular. Um, did I did, did we talked about the on air talent last week, didn't we? Yes, because that's the only other like tweet really that I have is uh on air talent for for the season. Yeah, we talked about that and the family health issues and everything. We covered that. Then I don't. I again. I. I mean, you know, we could go to the tweet anyway. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. There's the tweet anyway. I mean, <laughs> check the tweet and also email. But we don't have any emails, so. Um. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, this particular thing we didn't discuss I told in you detail. You check the tweet segment. He's 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 a day late and a dollar short. Now, see, this particular thing we didn't specifically go into that much detail, but yes, yes, that is everybody that is going to be on air at some point. Um, yeah. Well, what do you know? So this one will wound up being uh, another potentially very short episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get the episodes a little bit shorter anyways, because I'm thinking about it. I'm looking at other podcasts, right? And like, Pat, a lot of podcasts don't really go past that hour mark. 
Yeah, usually 90 minutes at the most. Once you get past 100 minutes, you're getting into some weird territory. But with all your big talk about wanting to threaten and break my record, yeah, I'm I'm I mean, glad. I mean we could we can do that, right? I just I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a point of viewer thing, not a league to the max or whatever thing unless we have like some crazy worlds thing or tournament thing or something happen again, right? Yeah. Like the off season was nuts, worlds was nuts, like I don't really think there's like right now. I don't know if I could find a topic that's league related, right? Because that's the thing. I don't want to do it on just whatever content, right? Oh yeah. Like I don't know if I can find a league related topic that I could go on for like six hours on, <coughs> or five hours. Well, that makes sense. Like, the closest thing I could probably do is maybe the toxicity in League. Because um, I can incorporate quite a bit of different things into there, like the Adam upset thing. That, that I know even if I went back and rehashed that even further, that would be a good hour and a half of time um, by itself. But... Yeah, no, right now with the state that League is in, I don't think I could find something that I could rant for five hours on. All right, so, well, then, uh, th th there we go. So, your record is safe for now. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't appreciate that little <laughs> extra thing that you did in that smirk. I'm not liking this. <laughs> oh, God, something tells me. <laughs> and the thing is, knowing you, and especially with your disembodiment on point of viewer, yeah, you could pull that shit off, and I wouldn't even know it. <laughs> <sighs> Hashtag live evil. This is not an endorsement for evil geniuses. Uh, anyways, you want to roll us out of here? Yeah. Um. Thank you. Wait, as we get one more comment, I it. Oh. Thursday show. Yes, so the goal is to go closest to an hour without going over. I um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 Thursdays. But by the way, the apologies to Harry Broadhurst. Your gimmick infringement will be infringed upon tonight. <laughs> oh, funny you mentioned that. And right as you mentioned the gimmick infringement, we are reminded that gimmick infringement is indeed a W2M network exclusive. Uh, speaking of other things that are W2M network exclusives, why don't you uh, why don't you actually roll us on out of here? Yes, you have been listening to the latest the league to the max or whatever a presentation of the W2M network. If you've been watching us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash W2M Network, Twitch, twitch.tv slash W2M Net, 
Twitter, twitter.com slash W2Mnetwork. Thank you ever so much. If, however, you decide to skip either of those and decide not to watch after the fact on YouTube, youtube.com slash W2Mnetwork, where, yes, you will be able to go ahead and see the infamous thumbnail in question for point of viewer, which actually had to be changed before it was posted, and you'll probably take a guess why once you spot it. Go ahead, subscribe to us everywhere, follow us everywhere, ring the appropriate bells to get notifications. But if indeed you prefer to take your podcast orally, this is going to be a lot less to swallow and you won't need too much of a gag reflex, we don't think. Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast, Spotify, where you can feel free to rate and review us. Apple Pods, Google Pods, iHeartRadio, if you name it, we are most likely on it. And in case you haven't gotten enough of us, we will be back. We've got myself with Mr. Hate Mail himself, Sean Garmer, for Soccer to the Max. We're going to be getting together. Schedules have been a bit wonky, but... We will be back in time for the U.S. men's national team in this latest World Cup qualifying window, doing our reactions to all the games. Thursday, well, Brian and myself will be back for Life is Like a Game Show. Friday night, again, 11 p.m. Eastern time, Point of Viewer will be back. And then that pretty much covers our schedule. Granted, there is a plethora of other shows, video games to the max, they just had their fantasy critic draft. You've got Radlich and Broadcasting. We mentioned our boy Harry Broadhurst. He'll be on on Sunday with the part three of the Indie Siders, giving him a fair shout out for the gimmick infringement. So we've got the wide enough tastes for everybody. Yeah, no, they're um, speaking of video games to the max. We're supposed to be doing a uh, a guest in on a video games to the max episode sometime soon here, whenever I can get with Mr. Hate Mail himself uh, and get that arranged. So look forward to that sometime soon as well. Yeah, there's one big thing, but we're not going to necessarily be promoting it here because of another wannabe disembodied voice. But yes, February 20th, we are ironing out details. Yes, there there are details being hammered out as well. There's details being hammered out for a lot of things. But um, for now, however, you have been listening to League to the Max or whatever. Uh, here on the W2M Network, I have been your host, Brian Andesian Espinoza, and joined with me, as always, my excellent producer, Mr. Eric Viewer Watkins. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week with more league news. Good night. <laughs>